Welcome to the Power of a Woman podcast. This podcast is centered around helping you reclaim and finding yourself as a woman, connecting with how you want to feel in your life and body, and changing the narrative on not only how we approach health for women, but also how we treat ourselves and the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm so grateful you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back. We're going to talk about what it means to truly love your body. And I apologize for the quality of this. I am in my car, so hopefully you can hear me okay. But I was sharing something from someone talking about a Sports Illustrated campaign where they had women who were not a size two on their magazines. And I want to have this conversation because there's a big push that I see, especially across the industry, beauty at every size. And I don't disagree, but there are layers to this. And I see this a lot where we see something, we see a problem, we see like a group of people that are you know, like being singled out or left out or not being treated fairly. And we swing the pendulum to the complete opposite side to make that group of people feel better. And I believe that every human, no matter what size, anything, you should be made to feel loved, cared for. We all, I believe, have that right. I don't care what size you are or any of that. What I'm struggling with here, though, is that we are confusing beauty with health. And everybody is beautiful at every size. I don't think beauty necessarily comes from the way you look when I think that that's an amazing push that we have coming is that beauty is not just the way that you look. Beauty is also how you treat people and how you are on the inside. And that's truly beauty. But what we're also pushing when we're doing that, we have to be very careful about the conversation that we're having. And Be open to like really digging into this because part of that conversation that I see in the anti-diet culture is demonizing anybody who wants to lose weight. I don't have a problem with you wanting to lose weight. I think there is nothing wrong with someone wanting to lose weight, especially if it's going to be a reason to improve your health. If the weight came on out of a reason of stress, inflammation, whatever it may be, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to do that. The problem comes in if you're trying to make that choice out of hating your body. If you are someone who once you achieve that weight loss, it's still not like you still don't love your body and it's still not how you wanted to feel. That's when we want to look into it. And I think that's what a lot of this push really is about getting in the context of it. It's, you know, reminding people that if you're not happy with the way that you look now and you can't be content with yourself now, you also won't be content with yourself 15 pounds from now. You will need to learn to work through and love things about yourself now, no matter what size you are and be confident and content in you now. And confidence doesn't come from the way that we look. We think it does, but it doesn't. So If you think your confidence is going to come when you are a size two, it's not. It's not going to come when you're a size two. But what happens and we get confused is when someone does lose weight, 
through that process, the reason that their confidence has come is they made promises to themselves throughout that weight loss journey. They had to commit to certain things and follow through even when they didn't feel like it. They had to hold accountability for themselves. There's a personal level of responsibility that had to come in place. And confidence comes when we make commitments that we keep. Confidence comes when we build trust with ourselves. Confidence comes when we trust and know our own ability to do something. And you're in a relationship with yourself every single day. And I want you to think about it this way. You're in a relationship with your partner. And let's say that partner breaks trust with you. You think that maybe it's just small and they say they're going to do something that they don't follow through on doing. How much confidence do you have in that person when they say that they're going to do it again? You're going to have that level of doubt. And then let's say they don't do it again. And then you're going to lose even more confidence in that person. And then they say they're going to do it again. And then they don't do it. And then you're going to lose even more confidence with that person. Now, I want you to take that and put that into your relationship with yourself. It is the same thing. When you tell yourself you're going to do something, when you don't do it, we're losing confidence. So through the years of us breaking promises to ourselves, not committing to ourselves, putting others ahead of ourselves, and, you know, obviously I'm speaking in generalities here, but we've broken those promises to ourselves. And we've lost that confidence in ourselves. And a lot of times we get to thinking, well, it must be physical. It must be because I need to like change my makeup. It must be because I'm here new. It must be because I need to lose 20 pounds. It must be because I remember being confident when I weighed X. So I need to get back to that weight because that's why I wasn't confident. That's not entirely the truth. You might remember what that was then, but I could look back at photos of myself when I was pregnant with our first daughter and I thought I was huge and now I look back at those photos and I'm like what was I complaining about I wasn't huge at all my confidence wasn't there I didn't have my confidence in myself at that time I didn't have a good relationship with myself at that time and that's what it comes down to first and that's where this whole body love thing really in my opinion should be coming from is when we're looking at, all right, I feel like I need the, to diet to lose weight, we should be asking why. Why do you feel like you need to lose weight? And then if the reason is because I don't like the way I look or I'm not confident, then we need to dig into that further and we need to ask, where do you think that confidence is coming from? You will build confidence along a journey when you commit to yourself and you make promises to yourself. But weight loss doesn't have to be the reason that you're building that confidence. Well, weight loss could be the reason if it meant improving health. We can't deny the fact that when we are obese or overweight, that we are, if we're looking at the data, more prone to disease or health complications because of it. We can't deny that. And the beauty at every size movement, we're missing that part. From a health practitioner standpoint, that's my concern. I don't think that someone who is 50 pounds overweight is ugly. I don't think that at all. I think they're beautiful. And I can love that human the same as I love somebody who's 50 pounds less. My concern comes in when we have health complications that can come from those things. Because I want everyone to feel so good. 
in their skin and you can and you deserve to. But the one thing I always say is the weight didn't just come on. We didn't just gain 50 pounds. Why? Why is the question we should be asking? Is it because through the years I was just out enjoying myself and being social and being fun with friends and you know, this didn't just happen in two years. This happened over a period of like 10 plus years. That's a different conversation than if it happened in the last three years because there were significant stressors and our habits weren't there and we were putting our emotions into food. We were eating when we were stressed out. We weren't being mindful of our choices. We weren't choosing things that were nourishing to our body. We aren't feeling good in our skin. It's a totally different conversation. And it's dismissing women to tell someone who is 50 pounds overweight and isn't feeling good in their skin that they shouldn't lose weight, that that's not a good perspective to have. Because if they're not feeling good in their skin, there is nothing wrong with that person wanting to lose weight for a health purpose if it's going to help them feel better in their skin. And I'm not saying not feel good in their skin because of a weight loss, because of a confidence thing. I'm saying not feel good in their skin because they don't have any energy. They're not sleeping good at night. They're mentally tapped out. They're exhausted. There are a lot of other factors to consider. And this is a very complex thing to have a conversation around. But we are skating a line by telling people that being obese is okay. We are skating a line by telling people that being obese is healthy. It's totally fine to tell someone that they are beautiful because everybody is. But it is not okay when someone is at risk and borderline type 2 diabetic, has high cholesterol, is on the verge of having high blood pressure, isn't sleeping well at night, their hormones are completely out of whack, they're not handling stress well, to tell that person that it's okay to be obese because a lot of those things are due to their habits. And the reason that they might be obese is because of the habits that they're carrying that are leading to those health complications being there. I can tell you as a nutritional practitioner, when your body is functioning the way that it should be, weight falls in line. And I'm not saying you're going to have a ripped pack of abs. We all of a sudden sometimes think that like, oh, health means you have a shredded pack of abs. I can tell you there are a lot of women that have six packs of abs that are not healthy and they're internally, their hormones are screaming. But I can tell you when that, when I've seen it often through 15 years that when your body is functioning optimally, weight falls in line. Because when our, and health is not the absence of disease. We get, we get this confused a lot. We think that health is the absence of disease. And that is not the truth. Health, true health, is when your body is functioning optimally and your organ systems, and especially as a woman, your endocrine system is functioning optimally. Meaning your body is responding to stress the way that it is supposed to. Your sex hormones are functioning optimally. Your thyroid is functioning optimally. Your digestive system is functioning optimally, meaning you're pooping multiple times a day regularly. Your mood is in a good place. You're sleeping well. You have energy through the day. 
You're waking up feeling good and not feeling like you need caffeine. You're not feeling like you need alcohol to deal. That's when our body is functioning optimally and that is health. So we have to really look at the way that we're kind of defining some of these things and and truly ask the question, why? And look at the context. Instead of just swinging that pendulum to one completely opposite side, we need to ask, is this health? And how is this person feeling? And we can't be exploiting people who genuinely aren't feeling good and are on the verge of having having health complications in the name of making somebody else feel okay because they don't want to look at the reason that they're not really feeling good or they don't want to accept that maybe we've been using food as an emotional outlet. There's a borderline between being restrictive and being disciplined or being mindful. And we confuse that a lot. We confuse mindfulness with restriction, and they're not the same. It is absolutely healthy to be mindful of our choices and how those things can impact our body. And sometimes being mindful means going out and eating a cookie because it just sounds good and it feeds your soul. And sometimes being mindful means choosing to have a salad with quality protein and getting veggies in over eating a piece of pizza. But that is not restriction. If you're feeling restriction, we need to look into why. Why are you feeling restriction? And there are usually traumas and things involved in that. I, in 15 years, when I dig in with clients, the stories that we tell ourselves, ladies, around food matter. I can't tell you how many women who have said like, oh, I'm scared to have that because I remember one time my mom or my grandma or an aunt or a friend or somebody at a party made a comment about how much I was putting on my plate or the fact that I was going to have seconds or the fact that I was eating something or whatever it was. Somebody made a comment or somebody told me I was too skinny or somebody told me I was gaining weight or something along those lines. And those words matter. And they've impacted us and they've impacted the choices we're making in the future. And this whole anti-diet culture push is coming from years, preaching on the choir here, Snackwell's generation, for years what I thought I needed to do to feel good in my skin was to go on a restrictive diet. And that's not the truth. But so we have an entire generation of women in their 30s and 40s and early 50s who thought that that's what they needed to do. So now we're swinging the pendulum to the complete opposite side. And instead of doing the restrictive diet approach, we're going to the everything fits in my macros. I can eat whatever I want. And intuitive eating means that I can have a cookie at nine o'clock at night. Even when I'm not really hungry, it just looks good. So I'm just eating it. That's not being mindful either. The answer is somewhere in the middle. The answer is yes. Every now and then, if you want to have a cookie, you just eat the damn cookie, girl, and you enjoy it. But the answer is also, how is your consistency? How is your mindfulness with what you're choosing? And why are you choosing that? Are you eating the cookie because your boyfriend broke up with you and you're upset and you're going to it for comfort? Then that's not the reason to choose the cookie. Are you eating the cookie because you're enjoying a moment with your kids and it just sounds really good and you want to be able to be a part of that moment and you're making memories? Then absolutely eat the cookie. There is a difference and we have to look into the context of why we're choosing things. 
And the answer is not to swing the pendulum to the complete opposite side. The answer is to get into the middle of it and ask the question of why are you feeling that way? And why is our culture going from restrictive diets and magazines portraying people's bodies all over the place to everything fits and you can eat whatever you want and health is any size and complete opposite side. And there's so many layers to this. There's layers of women going in 50 different directions and and sacrificing and feeling like they don't have the time for themselves and struggling. I feel that 100%. But at the end of the day, we really, really have to get into the context of it. So the body love thing, absolutely, you need to love your body. But loving your body also means nourishing your body. Loving your body also means doing what's best for your body. In our bodies, we cannot argue we're God-given designed to eat real food, things from the ground. This is how we were designed to get nutrients. And our body needs those nutrients, the vitamins and minerals, to function optimally. And unfortunately, a cookie isn't going to give us the same nutrients as an apple. So sometimes we have to choose the apple more than we're choosing the cookie. And protein is just going to be metabolically beneficial for our body and aging and vitality and hormonal health and blood sugar regulation matters. So we can't dismiss those things. And I see too many influencers, coaches, et cetera, out there who had previous experiences themselves and then they're pushing their stuff onto everybody that they're working with instead of dealing with it they're swinging to the opposite pendulum and then they're pushing all of that onto the people who are vulnerable and feeling the same way that they used to feel and because they found what worked for them they're thinking that that's the answer for everybody else and that's not always the truth the context of it really really matters So I think the body love thing is amazing. I think we all need to love ourselves and like really love ourselves. And that means having honest conversations with ourselves and also giving ourselves grace when we need to. That means appreciating our body for how fucking powerful it is and what it can do as a woman. The fact that it creates humans and births humans and feeds humans with your body. And you can do all of that from one spot. Like your body is amazing. It is an incredibly smart thing. So we absolutely need to appreciate that out of ourselves. And that does not matter what size you are. You can love your body no matter where you are. But we also need to have radical honesty with ourselves of why we're choosing what we're choosing. And are we doing it because we're ignoring, dismissing, avoiding, dealing with something and we're using food as an outlet or not exercising as an outlet, we have to get back to the foundational needs of our body. And that is nutrients. That is water. That is movement. That is rest. That is sleep. Our body needs these things. And that's weight has nothing to do with it. Our body needs that. So the answer is not the restrictive diets. The answer is not that food is a free-for-all either. 
The answer is somewhere in the middle. And the answer is really finding mindfulness and like truly, truly digging into the context of our own needs and our own relationships with ourselves and nutrition and getting to that. So I hope this brought some context to it. If I triggered you, I would love to have a conversation with you and dig into it. Please feel free to shoot me a message. This is a conversation that I think needs to be had more. But if you are in that place where you're like, okay, I I do need to work on loving my body more. I do need to support my body better. I do love myself and I want to build that confidence with myself and rebuild that trust with myself then we're here for you. That's where coaching really comes into play. A lot of times people come into coaching and they think, oh, you're just going to give me a meal plan. No, I'm not. We're going to work through the habits that are leading to you feeling the way you're feeling. And we're going to take it in layers and we're going to take it in the context of your life and your body and your needs. And we're going to truly work through getting you to this place of ultimate freedom with your body and yourself ultimate freedom of knowing what you need and knowing when to choose it and not feeling like you're in this place where you're constantly in this mental battle with yourself, knowing how to choose that. So if that's you, there is a link in the show notes. Please reach out, shoot me a message, or if you're ready and you want to dig into what your individual body needs, then schedule your clarity call and myself and my coaches will absolutely be there to support you. And that's it for this episode on the Power of a Woman podcast. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate you giving it a review, sharing it on your social media, and tagging me for another woman who may need to hear it too. If changing the narrative is something you're ready to take action on, my coaching programs are set up to help you do just that. We will address the nutrition, movement, lifestyle, stress, gut health, and hormonal needs that you individually have as a woman so that we can help you feel your absolute best and own your power too. Connect with me on Instagram at Brooke Razzie or head over to my website at brookrazzie.com to learn more.